When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, everybody. This is Patrick Duffy, and you're listening to TV Confidential. And here's Rosemary again with the unforgettable Johnny Mercer blues classic, One for My Baby. It's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. Ken Roberts, and welcome you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Very happy to welcome back our friend Georgiana Nupi Rodriguez, the daughter of legendary singer, actress, and comedian Rosemary. Most of us immediately think of Rosemary as Sally Rogers on the Dick Van Dyke Show or the 10 years she spent as a regular on Hollywood Squares, although, and we say this with all due respect to fans of the Dick Van Dyke Show, and Hollywood Squares, one can argue that that 10 or 15 year period was the least interesting part of Rosemary's career, especially when you consider that Rosemary spent almost every year of her 94 year life as a performer from radio to vaudeville to Broadway and television, almost always breaking ground as a performer one way or another. Case in point, Rosemary passed away in December 2017, and yet, through her family and the Rosemary Estate, she has just released her very first CD collection, which I'll tell you more about in just a second. Noopy, welcome back to our program. Thank you. Very glad to be here. Congratulations on, on the release of the CD collection. It's very difficult to get anything made these days, let alone find a home for it. I can imagine that has to feel very good. It does. It does. And it's an amazing collection of her career, starting when she was a child star, moving up basically to the 60s. But people went crazy when she would be singing on the Dick Van Dyke show, and they all wanted to hear more of her singing. So we basically decided to, and we had so many tracks and recordings and everything when we were doing her film, that we had transferred, and, and personally, I had never heard a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And there's 29 tracks on there, and there's songs that she wrote when she was young, being raised in an Italian family, and she has a lot of these funny funny Italian songs like, you know, Romeo the Iceman and all that kind of stuff. And Iceman, Iceman. Iceman. 
No better one's eyes are no more. Dollar got a big refrigerator. And they're, you know, they're really kind of fun because they're in the genre of basically come out of my house, that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And uh, I had never heard them before. And when I listened to all 29 tracks, I was blown away. She's also got some serious songs in there where you really hear what a fabulous singer she is. I mean, just one of the tracks that she sings absolutely straight is one from my baby, which, of course, Frank Sinatra used to sing in his act mm-hmm. constantly. And But she sang it in the 50s. And here's a woman singing, it's quarter to three, there's no one in the place except you and me. Mm-hmm. And I went, when I first heard it, I said, this was done in the 50s? How many women are singing, it's quarter to three, there's no one in the place except you and me. And she sings the heck out of it. Yeah. Had never heard it before. And it's just, she's a, she was a terrific singer. I mean, past all the fact that she sang as a child star and, and had her own radio show when she was five, but her voice on that particular song, I went, Wow. And there are some marvelous cuts on there. When they were going to do the film Gypsy with uh, Rosalind Russell, Mm -hmm. some of the producers, I guess, wanted to dub Rosalind Russell's voice on some of the songs. They thought they were too hard for her to sing. So they brought in my mother, and she sang two of the songs from Gypsy. She, She loved the show Gypsy. Ethel Merman was one of her best friends. And she had seen Ethel Merman do gypsy and mm-hmm. thought oh, God, what a great show and so she came in and she sang two uh songs from there and they didn't use her they used somebody else which if you watch the film you can definitely tell there's somebody else singing in certain parts of it but um we did find the two tracks of her singing those two songs you know, we didn't think we could, but anyway, we found them. And they are on there. And when you hear her sing those songs, it, you realize what a fabulous singer she really was. I can't say enough about it, and we and we really did it for the fans. The fans would go crazy every time one of the shows would air that has her singing. Mm-hmm. And the comments would go off the wall saying, please, can we get some more of her singing? Please, can we get some more of her singing? So we basically decided, okay, you know, we'll basically do it for the fans. And that's why it's out there. And uh, there are some fabulous cuts in there. I've got one other one that I could probably talk about. It's, It's tough. Anybody that has seen my mother's documentary know about my father, Mm -hmm. how close they were. And it's a wonderful love story that is also in that film. And after my father passed away, my mother didn't want to work anymore. She she really went into a, a, a very deep depression. And she was talked into doing the last year of the dick van dyke show by john rich who literally came over to the house and stayed up with her all night long and convinced her because she said i just don't think i I just don't think i can do it i don't think i can go out there and be funny and um basically talked her into doing it and 
after that, and what a lot of people don't realize, I think, is 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 the whole showbiz club. You know, it's not a gang; it's a club. Yeah, kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really care about each other. And it, you know, it used to be a really close thing. And one day, uh, she got a call from Dean Martin, mm-hmm. and uh, Dean wanted. Because everybody knew that she was low, and everybody knew that she just she you know that she was in this major major depression. And Dean called her and said, uh, "I want you to do my show." And she goes, and he says, "And I want you to sing." And she said, "No, I, I no, there's just no way." She said, "No, I can't. You know, I'm sorry." Blah blah blah. He said, look, you can sing whatever you want to sing. And she said, I, I just don't think I can, I just don't think I can do it. And he said, no, you pick the song, you know, we'll have it arranged, and you go out. And he said, I really want you to do my show. He said, and I'll sit there, right there with you. And she said, I, I and she hemmed and hawed and just, you know, she finally, and he called her again, and he said, I really need for you to do this. So she said, okay. So she picked the song Little Girl Blue. So she went ahead. She has. She only sang it once, and she sang it on the show. That's on the CD, is her singing Little Girl Blue on the Dean Martin show. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Summertime is in full swing, and if you have dry skin, you know what happens when the weather gets warmer, more visible lines, and dullness. Fortunately, our friends at Ibu Beauty can help. Their Super Duo Serum and Moisturizer is all you need this summer for the perfect glow. Check them out, ibubeauty.com. That's Y-I-B-U, beauty.com, or at Ibu Beauty on Instagram. Use customer code Ibu50 now at checkout and receive 50% off your first order. Hi, I'm Kerry Lester, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Rosemary's performance of Little Girl Blue on the Dean Martin Show is one of 29 tracks that uh, you can now uh, enjoy. For your very own enjoyment and entertainment, it is part of Rosemary Sings, the complete Mercury recordings and more collection of 29 classic recordings and rarities that includes some of Rosemary's favorite show tunes, standards, novelty songs, rare performance, all available on compact disc for the very first time. Rosemary Sings, the complete Mercury recordings and more available right now. Amazon.com, wherever else music is. So, Nupi Rodriguez, Rosemary's daughter, is with us on the line today. We're chatting about the life and career of her mom, Rosemary. Okay, there are 29 recordings, and you mentioned some of the tracks were songs you you, you hadn't heard before. So, there's a certain no. period. There's no, a certain I amount. hadn't heard them at all, to be honest. Yeah, well, I... I, I like to ask this question because there are a lot of choices made behind the scenes when you put a CD album together, when you put any sort of thing like that together that people aren't aware. Was it difficult for you and the team to narrow it down to 29? 
I mean, how, how do you make those choices? Well, a lot of her recordings she had sent to the Pioneer Broadcasters Association, and, and they all of that had gotten destroyed. Wow in a flood or something, you know, I'm not sure, but we had had a lot of recordings that we had downloaded for the film, but with the help of Alan Eckler, who had a lot of her Mercury recordings that he had had, but a lot of the Mercury recordings, which were done in the 40s and the 50s, uh, were gone. So uh, thank goodness there were collectors out there that still had Mm -hmm. these recordings so we got a a lot of things filled in but like i said we you know we had a tremendous amount of research for the film because she saved everything yeah nothing got thrown out trust me nothing (laughs) ever got thrown out and so we basically had a lot of real to real stuff, we had to transfer all of that. Cassettes, recordings, things uh, that were taken off of 16 millimeter films. We had loads of 16 millimeter film cans where she had sung. We had uh, a couple of songs. You know, at that time too, there was a lot of variety shows. Yeah. So she was on those, and she would sing. Yeah. This was before Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. So she never stopped working, really, outside of the of the period after my father passed away. But she never really stopped working. And she agreed, really, Hollywood Squares came about because she said, well, this is great because I don't have to really perform. Mm-hmm. So, And it wasn't 10 years. It was 16 years on Hollywood. I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, 16 years. And, you know, Peter Peter Marshall was always a part of our family. Yeah. And and Peter had played Vegas at one point. So, I mean, you know, she she played Vegas for years and, and, in fact, opened it up. But a lot of the recordings we got off of film, a lot of, a lot of audio recordings. And the one thing that my mother used to do is whenever she performed somewhere or she did something, she would say to one of the crew guys, gee, can I have a copy of that? Mm-hmm. And they'd go, yeah, sure, it was no big deal. And so she would walk out with a film can, walk out with an audio tape. She would walk out with a reel-to-reel tape, and it all got stored in that house. Mm -hmm. So consequently, when we started to go, I mean, literally, we would open up drawers, and there were cassettes in there, audio cassettes. And you go, oh, my God. (laughs) But I think that's one of the reasons why we have 29 tracks. I don't don't know how many tracks are on a CD nowadays, but I guarantee you, I don't think there's 29. Well, look, if you're going to put together a collection that is representative of a woman whose performing career spans nine decades— yeah. It's got to be substance. You can't just get away with five, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think I. You know, I don't think the fans would. But I agree. And and uh, so far, the the comments from the fans are: I love it. I put it on. It plays in my house all day long. And this is something that it's an era of singing when there was true singing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to sound like an old lady but i listen to the singers 
nowadays, and they and to me they scream, and I don't think that's singing. I you know if you scream and the audience goes crazy because you're because you're screaming these notes as high as you can scream them. When you listen to her sing, you hear a tone, you hear a purity that a lot of singers today. I'm sure they might have, but they don't utilize it. And, you know, having come from a from a musical family, you know, my father was a fabulous musician. Mm-hmm. And I think that my mother used to constantly say to me, thank God she has a good ear, meaning mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if somebody goes off a little bit off key, it's, it's like somebody sticking a needle in my back. And, and I go, oh, my God, bring it up a tone. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> and, and I once did that. Somebody was singing, and, and my mother used to tell the story. I was walking through the house. My mother and father were there, and they were watching television, and there was a singer on, and she went just a little bit off key, just, just, just a little bit. And as I'm walking, I guess I said, bring it up a little, it's soft. And I just kept walking. And my mother looked at my father and said, thank God she's got a good ear. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But I truly was blown away by her tone and her, it's it's something that you don't hear nowadays, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. You know, you really don't. And, and. You know, the singers like Frank and Dean and, and, you know, all of those Bing, Crosby and, 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 you know, Rosemary Clooney and and Margaret Whiting, who, you know, who my mother used to call leather lungs. (laughs) Sing so good. And you don't have that kind of music anymore. And that's really sad. Well, it's the other thing that's sad is and again not to paint with the broad swath but overall many of the new breed of singers don't know how to tell a story and that's that is part of what the singer does yeah you know whether whether they're performing a song they wrote or whether they're performing a song written by George Gershwin you're telling a story and you make you you have to make uh, I mean the really good ones like your mom made it no matter no matter how many times they may have perform stormy weather they they make you feel like they're performing it for you for the very first time because i think in that genre i think today's singer they don't really listen to the lyrics yeah in those days when songs were written and you really listen to those lyrics perfect example is little girl blue Mm -hmm. or something like stormy weather i mean frank could sing a song and i'm in the audience and i got tears rolling down my eyes yeah i mean it's and you go wow (laughs) you know and and unfortunately you don't get that anymore it let's just sing it straight ahead and as and as hard as i can belt it out Mm -hmm. and you know the audience will go nuts and you know that's great and it's kind of sad because i grew up with those singers and of course when i heard little girl blue on the track i the tears just streamed down my face i mean it just it just does it just rips your heart apart because one you know the story but mm-hmm. two the way she sings it yeah and it's with such feeling that you know that she's singing it that way. She's not just singing it to sing it. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? And not only that, this goes back to 
your mom was a performer from age three up until the day she passed. And even as a young girl, she seemed to have some sort of instinctive understanding of the songs she was singing. She wasn't just belting uh, like yeah. a cute little novelty act. She seemed to know how to perform, and she seemed to understand the story that she had to tell no matter what song she was asked to sing. Yeah, well, if you look at the uh, notes that are with the CD, there is a quote there from George Gershwin mm -hmm. who said, and I think he mentions two other singers, who have the pure sense of rhythm. And one of them, he said, is Baby Rose Marie. Now, that's from George Gershwin. Wow. He, I mean, you know, that's not some schlock off. <laughs> so, uh, and we found that. Again, in one of the scrapbooks. <laughs> and I said, that's got to go on the notes. Yeah. Because people are not going to believe that George Gershwin singled her out. Because she happened to love George Gershwin. She she loved his concerto in F. And she would say, uh, you know, I just love it. And, and I had no idea that that clipping was in that book. Yeah. I had no idea. When my assistant found it, she said, you're not going to believe what I just found. And I said, what? And, and so she sends me the clipping, and I'm telling you, my mouth dropped. Wow. And I said, this is George Gershwin. <laughs> this is George Gershwin singling out my mother. This is really, really something. And for her to have that sense of music and timing and rhythm and whatever at five six seven years old that's almost unbelievable and then to take it through another 40 50 years on the line with us is georgiana nupi rodriguez the daughter of the one and only rosemarie rosemarie sings the complete mercury recordings and more collection of 29 classic recordings and rarities highlighting the very best of rosemarie's Singing Career is now available on CD through Amazon.com and wherever else music is sold. Take a quick time out. We'll talk some more with Newpy. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.